This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, so Cheryl. Uh-huh. Yeah. This episode. Mm-hmm is uh, full of, there's a lot of Florida talk. We realized in this episode that we, almost every, not every documentary, but there's so many documentaries about Florida. So of course, Florida comes up again. Which I love, because you know I'm from Florida. I do know that. (laughs) And we also have a special guest that uh, we don't want to say who it is, but... uh, Mm -mm. You'll be blown away. Yeah. Blown out of the water. Well, and you know what else? took place in florida what happened the bgs oh my god they were in miami ridiculous anyway this is uh, yeah anyway yeah okay so um, we cover a lot we cover a lot of stuff but the most exciting part yeah is that we do have this very special guest (laughs) so (laughs) we don't often have guests but when we do Mm -mm. it's good and this one is good (laughs) (laughs) all right so Go on. Ladies and jerks, welcome to the King of Kong, a fistful of quarters. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Cheryl. Tig. We're doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) I still struggle with feeling like we should have some sort of... Opening? You know. Yeah. Structure. Structure opening. Well, I, you know, I beg for it. I beg for it. And you. Let's hear you you, beg. Well, I'm always saying let's, let's keep a tight show. And you were like. A tight show doesn't mean that you have a good intro. Maybe you're begging for the wrong thing. Well, what do you have in mind? I don't know. Like, hello, welcome to Tig and Shit. Nobody wants to hear that. That sounds, you sound like a carnival barker. Is that what they're called? Barker? Step on down. We've got documentary nonsense. Oh my God. Here. 
Okay, oh, let's step right up. We have no. potions. Okay, let's just get to it. Doesn't it seem like there's potions at that kind of thing? Potions? At the mm -hmm. carnival? Yeah. What kind of carnivals do you go to with potions? Do you talk, well, I, I don't mean, go to like carnivals. Have I ever <laughs> said I can't meet up today? I'm going to the carnival again? <laughs> no, but why do you think they have potions? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel oh, like... Oh, you're thinking about like like back in the 1900s. That's with right. The... Come on down. <laughs> Step up, we can. When the guy um, with the snake oil comes with yeah, the back of his truck. Yeah, snake oil potions. <laughs> okay. Mm. Not we... truck, but a wagon. <laughs> Listen, can we just mm. get to? Uh, we have a we have a special guest to start us off. Ooh. For a moment, for a moment, okay. because people had a lot of questions about Barbara Streisand. Not true. Not true. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> asked. They had a Nobody lot asked. of questions. <laughs> Not one person in, reached in out. The, um, Cheryl. In the Cheryl. Britney Spears. Cheryl, I'm gonna nobody, tell you. nobody had any follow-up <laughs> questions. Well, I have some questions. Okay, so let's be honest. Okay, so in the Britney Spears episode, we I don't even know how it started out because I just wanted to say that Barbara Streisand came to my house. And that you went to her house and that she yeah. loves a pork taco. Well, to be fair, it, it wasn't so much that she loves a pork taco. That was not the point of the story. The point of the story was... She was coming to my house. We don't need to hear the story again, <laughs> Cheryl. Okay. I heard it the first time. We had a taco truck. <laughs> and I and think we... of any of your good friends that are listening to this, they're probably like, yeah, we've heard this many times. And then they heard the episode where you told the story, and then you were about to go into it again. Yes. So... All right. So we were serving tacos from a taco oh, truck. Oh, no. I was a little concerned that Barbara Streisand, that might be too, uh, what's the word? Cheryl, what? what? if fancy. people want to hear the story, they can go back <laughs> no. to the last episode. Okay, so anyway. Um, Cheryl ate pork tacos with Babs. Gabby, Gabriele, I like to call her. Our producer. Our producer um, was there, and she's the one that helped Barbara get her tacos so let's just introduce but real quick yeah why are we having her even though she because did I think even though she got the taco for Babs why yeah. because why are we dragging this story out <laughs> because I think Gabby people... is our producer but she <laughs> was your assistant at the time yes by the way, Gabby was also not that we have to go down this horrible road about killing the rat but but anyway, we, we won't drag her through that. Oh, but she's the one that killed yeah, the rat, too? She's had some tough jobs. So her job has ranged from beating a rat to death, yeah, similar to what you're doing with this story, <laughs> to um, getting, getting a pork taco for, for Babs. Pork. That's right. All right. No, so, this is fair. Yeah, this let's introduce Gabby. Gabby, Gabrielle, <laughs> Gabrielle. Hey, I'm glad in my four years of knowing you, you have nailed my name and you got it. <laughs> well, I don't mind pronouncing it Gabrielle. Okay, but Gabby, I, I don't pronounce like, it exactly. I don't like Gabby. I, I pronounce it the correct way, don't I? You do. Oh, boy. I think it's hard for Cheryl's um, southern tongue. Cheryl, southern tongue, Hines. <laughs> because Gabby sounds like um, gobsopper. Mm-hmm. You know that candy gobstopper? Sure do. Yeah, I've been called it and that's all my it, life. And I think that you're much more refined. Thank you. So I call you Gabrielle. Well, that brings us to you beating a rat to death. 
take, I'll have you know, I actually decapitated the rat. Oh, this is a bad okay. start for a podcast. I, Especially when one of the hosts is vegan. Take, I'm vegan too. I'll have Nobody you know. loves animals more than Gabby. Cheryl, stay out of this. <laughs> um, Gabby, as a vegan, how did it feel? Oh, oh no. Decapitating. Okay, well, that's all the only question I had. Should we uh, say goodbye to Gabby? <laughs> so, Gabby, so when we were having our game night party for my friend, yeah. Barbara Streisand came over and I said... Oh, my said, God, here comes the story <laughs> again. I said, I might be in the middle of a game. So, Gabby, can you keep your eye out for, for Barbara? Mm-hmm. And... And Which she would never have done if I was coming over to the party. True. That Cheryl is true. would not be like, Gobby, <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, Tig is coming. You have to keep an eye out for her. She wouldn't true. care if I showed up. She wouldn't care if I parked on the wrong street. Yeah. She wouldn't care. But wouldn't you care I, if Barbara Streisand came to your house? Would you be like, whoa, I got to make sure she's taken care of? Be on high alert. Yeah, somebody needs to greet her. No, she's probably like barefoot walking around the neighborhood after what I've heard about her from you. Real casual lady. Okay, Gabby, what was your impression? I can't remember if you told me she wanted a pork taco or I had to go up to her and ask her what kind of... I think I had to need factual details. (laughs) It can't be, I I think this happens, I don't remember. Then it's going to seem like there's no point to having you on the podcast (laughs) to talk about getting a pork taco mm-hmm. for babs this is all of a sudden looking silly no oh. yeah <laughs> i mm-hmm. like that suddenly your concern if this looks silly or not okay 100 percent. i went up to barbara yeah. who was yeah. sitting at the head of a table and i said barbara what kind of taco do you want and she said pork taco and i didn't want to ask her too many questions but i think assembling a taco is kind of a personal experience you need to oh, yeah you need to put what you want on it. But I knew she mm-hmm. wasn't going to tell me. So I was on my own. So mm-hmm. I left Barbara at the head of the table and I went mm-hmm. to the taco lady. And mm-hmm. in front of me was one of your many stepchildren, Cheryl, and his yeah. friend. And mm-hmm. I was very nervous, shaking. And I was like, <laughs> because shaking? of the friend or because no, of the taco? I didn't want to mess up the tacos for Barbara. <laughs> And just pure adrenaline. (laughs) Guys, she's a person. Yeah, but she's She's at the house. She's iconic. She's She's at the house because she socializes indoors. She's civilized. She's a person. Okay, she's at, you're you're shaking. Regardless, I'm shaking. And I say to one of your stepsons and his friend, I have to get tacos for Barbara Streisand. And he was like, who's Barbara Streisand? And I <laughs> didn't even know how to describe Who she her. was? Yeah. I don't know how you describe to someone, I guess, a star of stage and screen. I don't. Yeah. that's This is the problem with famous people. Either somebody knows them or they don't. Right. To give it, have you ever had this where somebody, I was in a, an airport and get, waiting for my luggage and somebody came up and asked if they could take a picture and then the person next to them said, oh, are you supposed to be famous or something? And I said, no, don't worry about it. And they said, oh, well, what's your name? People seem to know who you are. And I said, 
my name is Cheryl Hines, but don't, don't worry about it. Oh, what have you been in? And I, you know, I started getting like flop sweat, like, oh no, there's nothing I can say that's going oh, to. Did you not know your credits? <laughs> well, then you start going down your, you know, it's like curb your enthusiasm. No. Um, RV, no. Um, Bad Mom's Christmas, no. Like, Tig and Cheryl True Story. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? There's nothing you can say to somebody if they don't know who you are. They don't. There's nothing you can say that's going to spark them, right? I always say, yes, I'm very famous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and do, do, do they look disappointed when they're like, huh? A little, and I say star of stage and screen. <laughs> wow. And that it's works. It's true. Okay. Gabby, <laughs> tell us what happened. She was shaking. I assembled uh, Babs a plate of just plain pork tacos and then another plate. Did you plate. use your hands? No, no. Cheryl. Okay. I use the tongs. And okay, with kidding. with your hands? <laughs> I use my hands to pick up the tongs. Great question, Dig. And, and did I... you use your eyes to look at the taco? <laughs> you are making this longer. Yes. Were it's... you using your feet to prop up your legs that's connected to your spine? Tell us all of the details. My core oh, wait, was engaged. Shaking. I was, okay, I took the plate. I put literally all the fixings that you could possibly put on a taco on another plate. I took the two plates. I weaved through the party. I approached Babs, mm -hmm. again, sitting at the head of the table, looking wonderful. I said, Barbara, here are your tacos. Not Mrs. Streisand. I know, Ms. I was Streisand. wondering the same thing. Did you feel comfortable calling her Barbara? Oh, I'm Clearly. sure I didn't call her. I'm, you know what? I didn't call her anything. I think I just was like, hi, here are your tacos. <laughs> And in a super high voice like that, you should have, you should have said, "Hi, are you Barbara?" <laughs> okay. Um, and okay, I, so I placed we... them in front of her, and she was very grateful. And I think she ate them completely plain and didn't touch any of the accessories I gave her. Oh, that was worth it. That's that. Yeah, she ate the plain pork tacos, no accessories, as far as I remember. Worth it. To Thank have you Gabby so on that story. much for having me. And did you, after that experience, tell a lot of people about it? And was it, <laughs> did it kind of keep you up at night? Did you call family members? Tell me more. I think the story was one sentence. And I think it's just funny to say, oh, I once got pork tacos for Barbara Streisand. Oh, you know what that's going to be good for when you're at a party and people say, do two truths and a lie. Right? Great, Cheryl. One. What what lame party are you going to, Cheryl? G Gabby, thank you for coming on today. You have, it was very um, exciting for the listeners. Yes, I'm sure. You're welcome. Gabby, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. And I, I realized I had way more questions for you and thoughts <laughs> than I thought I was going to have. Um, so I'd love to have you back on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anytime. Mm -hmm. If you need more clarity on that uh, decapitated rat, just let me know. And yeah, I'll be I back. mean, listen for anybody who's just listening and di and missed the the rat. <sighs> Go story. back and listen to twenty other episodes. Well, it's only because the dog had half killed this rat, and Gabby Cheryl, was that, Cheryl, be, Cheryl, she was being, let, she Cheryl, was doing the right. No, we don't want them to not go listen to other episodes. Well, we don't want them to think that Gabby is a rat killer for no She's good. She's vegan. They have to know that there's something. But also, Gabby, yeah. we should also tell the listeners that it's you in our intro oh, theme song. Oh, that's right. That's right. What is the line? Let's hear it. 
What's here? <laughs> Remember? Um, a, it's like a podcast about documentaries. <laughs> That's <laughs> the one. There she is, live on this show. <laughs> All right. Do you want to tell people what what this is about, or you want me to? Would you please? Oh, I'm thrilled okay. to. Uh, the King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters is a 2007 documentary about the world of competitive arcade gaming, directed by Seth Gordon. It profiles gaming legend Billy Mitchell and newcomer Steve Weeby's rivalry in the game of Donkey Kong. <laughs> Steve Weeby's rivalry. <laughs> No, no, Cheryl. Well, you say Cheryl. You say, Cheryl, did you? You say, <laughs> you say it. You, you try to say it. You try to say it right now. Wait, you really just said Steve <laughs> Weeby's wibbly. <laughs> you try. You try but to I say need it. You to answer me. Did you really just say that? <laughs> you you try to say it. Steve Weeby's rivalry. It's not easy, is it? It was. It couldn't have been easier. <laughs> Steve Weeby, it's Weebly. Oh, oh my God! We haven't even. Okay. Steve Weeby's rivalry in the game of Donkey Kong, as they compete I'm to set a new you didn't height. Say Conky Dong. <laughs> it's like pre-fit me. Okay. As they compete to set a new high score, the King of Kong debuted at Slam Dance and is available to rent on Amazon and iTunes. Ooh, our listeners are going to be mad about that. Why? Because some of them are like, hey, don't make us pay to watch a documentary. It feels like the majority of people are like, I don't even watch the movies. <laughs> it does seem like it seems, a lot of people, and I love reading the reviews, and a lot of people are like, I have not seen one of these documentaries. Well, Cheryl, we know that you love to read these reviews, because I don't know if you remember, but last week you were crying over I know. the reviews. What has gotten into me? I, I, like, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I think, I think I'm going crazy alone in my... Okay, let's get to it. Okay. Let's get to it. So, okay, this documentary is about super nerds, right? It's just Correct. nerds. Yeah. Nerdy guys. It's nerdy guys mm -hmm. that love to play Donkey Kong. Yeah. Did you think that's what it was going to be about? Well, I've already seen this documentary, and I oh. thought about not rewatching it just to kind of have a little more free time in my life, but then I just thought, Tig, you can't dial it in in life. Way to go. You can't dial it in. And then Stephanie was like, who are you talking to? Um, <laughs> but um, so, so you actually said that out loud to yourself. A, a few times. You can't, Tig, you can't <laughs> dial it in. You can't dial it in, Tig. You, you can't. Tig, who are you talking to? Um, so I watched it again. Yeah. And I, as always, whenever yeah. I want to not watch it, because I think, oh, I've already seen that. Nothing looked familiar. Oh, my God. Nothing. I'm so glad I rewatched that. So, yeah, it was super nerd. It, it's really interesting to watch because this came out in 2006? Seven. Seven. It was funny to see this revolve around video games that are in large machines. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that you have to plug into the wall. 
<laughs> and you go down to the arcade. Yeah. And, and you look at the motherboard. The most futuristic part of the movie was when the guy Steve's son is sitting next to him and is on a little game that looks like a phone it looks like he's texting so it just looks kind of modern for a second you're like <laughs> but um were you ever into video games no never were you uh yeah my brother and i had atari and then we had ColecoVision. oh well fancy i never even got to watch happy days i never noticed your accent <laughs> um <laughs> uh but yeah, you never played Pong? I mean, I might have played it, but I we didn't have it or anything. It was a pretty um, slow game, wasn't it? It was just like ting, ting, my, ting. The sound effects on my TV didn't sound anything like that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty. And then you speed it up and you can go mm. faster. But um, my father used to be a manager at a pizza parlor yeah and he would play video games all the time and when I'd go visit him I would play you know asteroids oh, that would be fun Ms. Pac-Man yeah that would be fun and it's you know everybody was always not everybody was always but kids would be like oh it's so cool your dad manages a pizza place you <laughs> go that's what I did in the summers I'd go hang out in a pizza parlor and just play <laughs> Ms. Pac-Man. You were the envy. Yeah, but I didn't like pizza. Uh, that's not true. It's so true. Are you making a joke right now? No. Are you laughing hysterically at the <laughs> well, joke? I, I find that hard to believe. I didn't really. I've never met one child that didn't like pizza. Okay. Have you gone around shaking hands <laughs> <laughs> looking for? Okay. I was not really into food. Hmm. I I would prefer to be playing. And so it was always this struggle to get me to sit down and eat a meal. And I was very famous in my family for my pickle sandwich. How, how big is your family? How I mean, well, you're they're all dead now. But, uh, but at the time, oh. what are there four people or something? And you're the, the most famous in the family? Well, for your pickle I, I'm, sandwich? I'm just saying like it was brought up pretty consistently. And so okay. what so happened you... was I was presented a sandwich mm -hmm. and I was told well Tig what and I said I don't want this sandwich and they said well take off whatever you don't want and one by one I took everything off and the only thing I left was a pickle What's so a pickle? yeah but I didn't like pizza I liked cheese and okay. pickles and my mother used to say that she thought that I was living off of air pollution, that I got my nutrients from air pollution. <laughs> she was like, I don't know how. You're like an air fern. Yeah, she was like, I truly don't know how you're alive. <laughs> I like that she, she thought you were living <laughs> off air pollution. Yeah, they'd be like, people would say, you know, Tig didn't eat or Tig doesn't want to eat or, you know, I didn't get I didn't get into food until I was like 20. And my mother would be like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I think she's getting all her nutrients from air pollution. <laughs> <laughs> and she was okay with it. Well, no, she would try and get me to she eat food. She would try. Food. She would try. But anyway, but, that was the days that I was playing arcade games. I see. And uh, okay. Donkey Kong and all that stuff. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. 
Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So yeah, this film is really... So the director, Seth Gordon, who went on to direct, you know, comedy films, do you think when he made this film, he was like, oh my gosh... It's hilarious watching these nerds yes. talk about yes. Donkey Kong in yeah. such a serious way. Of course. Okay. Let's listen to <laughs> let's listen to this guy Walter Day. Okay. So Walter Day is a self-appointed referee mm-hmm. of the Donkey Kong world. Yes. And this is why he went in, into it. And keep in mind he he always wears a referee jersey. Oh my god! I didn't even notice that in my head. It made I noticed it, but it made sense to me because I was like, "Oh, he's a referee." But now that you mention it, it's like, why? Why on earth would he need to be dressed fully as a referee? Did he have a whistle around his neck? I don't know. It's almost worth it to go back and watch it to see if he had a, a whistle. That's so funny. I wanted to be a hero. I wanted to be the center of attention. I wanted the glory. I wanted the fame. I wanted the pretty girls come up and say, hi, I see that you're good at centipede. Uh, um, have you ever gone up to anyone and said, hi, I can see you're good at centipede? Well, I don't know have that I would ever? be considered one of the pretty girls. but um, would. Oh, well, thank you. I'm blushing. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I, it feels like an odd way in to get chicks. It is. I mean, that's a long, it's a long 
road. Yeah, because you're going to have to be sitting there on the stool with your back to, let's say all the hot chicks came to the arcade yeah. looking for Which, a dude that, that who, is incredible centipede. <laughs> centipede. And so you're sitting on a stool with your face facing away from all the hot chicks. Yeah. And you have to be That's so true. good at centipede that they see over your shoulder that you uh-huh. are And they've been watching for a scoring. while. They would have to watch oh, you. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> this hot chick and, would have to watch you play for a while. And not only that, she would have to have been going around the arcade and checking out. You know right. what I mean? Checking she's out not going other on guys. faces. She is not no. going on faces. N- not if she's interested in Walter Day. No. She is she's going just, on a high score of centipede. <laughs> on skill alone. <laughs> Although talk about attractive people. There's a guy, Billy Mitchell, mm-hmm. in this, uh, who is a gaming legend. And he's the, he was the reigning champion of Donkey Kong. Did he remind you of anybody? You? Just his looks. How dare you? Me? Because of the feathered hair? No. Didn't you think he looked like Barry Gibb? No. You know, he wore... What? I said no. He wore the suit. (laughs) He wore the suit and he had his hair like feathered on the side? No. Tig, did you even watch this movie? I did. Billy? Billy. No. With the blue eyes and the dark hair. Yeah, no. Smoldering. (laughs) He did not remind me of Barry Gibb in the least bit. He reminded me of somebody that would have like a broken down Trans Am, you know? Why does it have to be broken down? Did you see Billy? I don't know. There's <laughs> He just looked like a guy that'd be like sitting on the hood of his broken down Trans Am on the side of the road in 1983. Right. But he wouldn't care if it was running or not because it looked good. Billy is very concerned about optics yeah i don't you think that's fair to say sure i just did you think he was hot (laughs) well let's save that till the end (laughs) yeah we don't want to spill those beans (laughs) (laughs) because i think that you and i were both very much attracted to barry gibb that's true. Yes, okay, that's so true. keep that in mind while you're telling everyone this guy looks like Barry Gibb. Let's hold <laughs> the beans. Let's hold the beans and revisit. So I stick with we're no pig snort. I stick gonna... with did not remind okay. me of Barry Gibb. But you think he wasn't influenced by Barry Gibb's style? Quite possibly. I was too. Okay. <laughs> and then how about Steve Weeby? I loved Steve Weeby. Oh, why don't you marry him? Uh, looks like he's married. I guess this is pretty old. Maybe he and his wife split. Oh. Well, I'm married. I'm married. That's true. He's not available. Steve Weeby. You didn't love Steve Weeby? I liked Steve Weeby. I loved Steve Weeby. But it would be tough to be married to Steve Weeby. You don't need to be. This is not. <laughs> we are not needing to discuss the pros and cons of being married to Steve Weeby. I definitely see. But you can't help thinking about it when you're watching it. And, he, and they've got two kids and your husband's in the garage playing um, Donkey Kong. Right. I mean, Steve Weeby loses his shine a little But I, with that. Well, listen, I'm not going yeah. into this. thinking about how hard it would be to be married to him I can see the struggles his wife has but I'm also thinking as a friend 
Yeah. I would find him really interesting because he's so he's so smart and he's so talented and he's mm-hmm. um I just was So do you consider Donkey Kong a talent? Yeah. Oh. You clearly don't. Well, if somebody said, "Hey, I'm the number one Donkey Konger in the world," I don't think it would move the needle for me. I'd be like, "Hmm, okay." Well, I cannot sit here and claim that it would move <laughs> a needle for me. I would probably move it a little more than it moved for you, since I played video games at a pizza mm. joint as a kid. <laughs> Speaking of a pizza joint, real quick. Yeah. Okay. When I would go back, uh, when I would, my father lived in Mississippi, when I lived in Texas, and when I'd go back to Texas as a kid, yeah. there was a pizza place near my house called the Pizza Wheel, and it had a big yeah. wagon wheel on the front, Okay, and it had yeah. a jukebox in there, and yeah. I used to go and ride my bike and park it outside Pizza Wheel and go in and get a Barks Root Beer in the bottle okay and i'd go play songs on the jukebox by myself when i was like eight and i felt like such an adult you were like hey everybody look at me yeah i'm a lone wolf (laughs) with my feelings yeah i grabbed my barks i felt so (laughs) old paying for my barks root beer and going and putting a quarter in the jukebox and i listened to (laughs) willie nelson's Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. That's right. And that's right. Take this job and, and shove, shove it. it. I ain't, I ain't working, working here, here no, no more. Well, so you you mostly listen to country music. Well, no, I listened also to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones mm. and stuff like that. But the jukebox, and it was Texas. Mm. It was the eighties, ah, you right. know, and it it was Pizza Wheel. With a big wagon wheel. But was Pizza Wheel the competition? A competition against... For your dad's pizza place? No, my father... That's a different town. Completely different state. Beginning of the story, I said he lived in Mississippi. (laughs) Why are you yelling at me? Well, I have never been so Suddenly you want me to pay attention to everything? (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly you want me to pay attention to everything you say? Um, Okay. Take this job Job and and shove shove it. it. I ain't work. Are we allowed to? Should we put out an album? Mm -hmm. Should we do duets? Mm hmm. Um, So, the main story in this documentary is that Billy Mitchell, Mm -hmm. who's very slick, always dressed up, oh, he deals hot sauce? That was a weird moment. Yeah, I didn't see that coming, even though I've seen the documentary before. (laughs) And he's very, he's cocky. Uh He's cocky about his hot sauce and his Donkey Kong. And And bunions, I bet. No. And then Steve Wiebe Mm -hmm. is just this sweet guy who never really accomplished much. He didn't succeed at much, even though... Mm -mm. And again, I'm not basing all of his intelligence and talent on Donkey Kong, but I mean, did you see Sounds him play like drums? It. Yes. And the piano. And the piano. Did you see him play the piano? Yes, I did. He's, he is talented. Yes. Oh, he's good with his hands. He's good with his hands. Well, I thought that was really interesting that his wife said, you know, I've always said this, 
Steve is good with his hands. And <laughs> and that's true, but it's also coming from his brain. It's not just like he knows how It's not to... like his hands are detached from the rest of his body. <laughs> right. A lot of his <laughs> skills that include his hands come from his brain. The connection. That's right. Well, listen, this is an overworked mom whose husband is in the garage every day playing Donkey Kong. That's kind of my taste in women is the overworked housewife. Stephanie would love to hear you say that. She knows it. Um, so in this film, Steve mm -hmm. is trying to take the national champ label, title. What do they get? They don't even get anything. They get to be in the... Uh... In a documentary. <laughs> this is like one of the most famous documentaries. Why do you think people are so attracted to it? Well, I think it came out long enough ago before there yeah. were a lot of documentaries. Um, yeah. And I just and think it was... Funny. Yeah, it's funny, quirky, kind of uh, a peek into Nerd Central... And, Super um, nerd life. You know what's bad? This is I'm I'm almost embarrassed to say this about myself, but when I was watching this, you cried. No, I could only take so much Donkey Kong, mm -hmm. and I started thinking, I hope there's a murder. That's not a good way to watch a documentary. <laughs> I hope there's a. You were hoping somebody died. Well, I'm not necessarily. Cheryl, I'm surprised I'm saying... coming from the person that coached their assistant into beheading <laughs> a rat. I'm just I... saying it was such a sort of a long story about Donkey Kong. I was like, oh, I see what's happening. They're going to switch it up and then we're going to find out that one of them is going to murder the other one. So they can't have the Were you title. losing interest in the story? Yeah. Were you? No, you weren't. <laughs> well, again, I had already seen it. So right. I really enjoy it. I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I just found myself hoping for murder. <laughs> I mean, I did learn a new word. What? So there's this other guy. I don't even know his name. Once again, here we go. Are you going to tell us the word? Yeah, I'm going to tell, tell you the mm. word. Um, he thought that Steve... Weeby. Weeby was sort of like being taken advantage of by Billy Mitchell. Because uh -huh. Billy Mitchell would send in a videotape of his game. Yeah. But then people would say, oh, how do we know it wasn't altered? Yeah. Um, so in the film, this guy Roy... In the film, this guy, Roy Schilt, he was commenting on Steve Wiebe. And this is what he said. Everything would have fell right into place, but he forgot about one thing. That I would, about me convincing Steve Wiebe not to be a chump, talking him out of being, out of chumpetizing himself. Chumpetizing himself. <laughs> so last week we did Tump. This week is chumpetizing. Chumpetizing. I didn't even notice that the guy oh, said that. I had to rewind it. I just. Oh, did I you have like, it on VHS? <laughs> <laughs> I had it on VHS. Chumpetizing. 
chumpatizing. He was chumpatizing himself. Yeah, it truly didn't even register with me. I just watched him say that. Wow. And, and I think just... And you were like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a nerd, you know? <laughs> and you know what I found so uh, amusing was the inability to call Steve Weeby by his correct last name. Weeb. Weeb. Well, Steve Weeb kind of flows. Okay. Well, I mean, I get what, why would I expect anything different from someone who calls her assistant the wrong name? Because Gabby. Gobby. Sounds prettier than Gobby. Gobby. Go, like gobble. Listen, like I, all of the different examples you give, I get it. <laughs> I still, even if she showed up and said, my name is now Gobby or gobble. You would say, okay, fine, gobble. I'd be thrilled if her name was Gobble. I would be furious. I would say that you shouldn't do that to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And I refuse to be a part of it. I mean, I try to call her, you know, Gabrielle-y. I add an extra syllable. It doesn't matter. The point is. Um, Okay, so so Steve. So Steve is is in his garage. He really wants to break this record, Mm -hmm. right? You have to videotape yourself doing it. And then you have to turn in the videotape. Right. So he's taping. He's having like one of the best games. He's really going to break the record this time. And then his little son comes in and asks Didn't him even a come in. Wasn't he yelling from the bathroom that he pooped? Yeah, maybe. Well, let's hear it. Yeah, I guess I don't want to spill that bean. Yeah, his son was yelling from the other room. Yeah. I was having a game in my life. I was like, I got 600,000. Uh, I hadn't died yet. And and I start hearing some noises coming down the stairs, screaming. I believe this is happening, guys. Wipe your bottom? I will in a second, bud. Okay, bring me some toilet paper, buddy. Derek, I'm going to get the world record, Derek. Derek, I'm going to get the world record. Derek? No, no. Derek! That's you stop it! I know that is supposed to be a funny part, but it actually really. I know it's hurt. a little heartbreaking. Yeah, it hurt my heart. Well, I wonder if that's the difference between men and women. I don't know. I think it would be very hard. I don't care what I was doing if my daughter was like screaming. For you to stop playing a game. <laughs> Because she had feces on her body, and you were, you were just like I was about to break the world. Hang record. on, bud. <laughs> Mommy's about to break the world record. Bring me some toilet paper. I did like that too because so he just wanted to walk out. Well, yeah, and then what? Where's the toilet the paper to- gonna go? I don't know. That's what I was wondering too. Then what? Then what? Not like bring us, to- bring me some toilet paper and a bag. <laughs> it was just bring me some toilet paper. Uh, it physically pained I, me. It was hard. Yeah. For, to hear him say, "Stop, Stop playing, playing Donkey Kong." Donkey Kong. That's, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. But you love Steve Weeby. I very I, attracted I, to Steve no, Weeby. Oh, go ahead and you, spill you. the beans, why don't you? <laughs> I I know Steve Weeby is not a perfect person, okay? Okay. Nor am I. 
nor no one, are no one is. you. I never okay. said I was. You act I like you are. <laughs> you act like you are. But I take the good and the bad with Steve, Stevie Weeby. Okay. So if you were married to Stevie Weeby, highly unlikely, but go ahead. Kid needed to be wiped, uh-huh. and he, you know, couldn't leave the Donkey Kong game. Yeah, you would be like, "That's all right, honey. That's You're my flawed. Steve." <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what I would do if if this was Stephanie and it would never be Stephanie in <laughs> 10 bazillion years. <laughs> but let's yeah. say Stephanie was having a weird day and she wouldn't okay. stop playing Donkey Kong in the garage while yeah. one of our children was doing that. And I found out. I would yeah. say, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I understand that you love playing Donkey Kong, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard gotta, to imagine. Even, but we've got to. But we've got to talk about we, this. We have. When you start up a game, I think somebody needs to be home because if mm. you're torn between getting a mm. world record and wiping our precious child's bottom. Mm-hmm. then somebody else needs to be home and you can't just yeah. be here because if there's something even more dire or you don't hear them yelling. I, that's what I was wondering. Like, wh- why was he the only adult in the house? Cheryl, I only saw the footage oh. you saw. <laughs> I don't have any more information than you do. I just got here. I, I worried about that because I'm like, What's happening? Does he just sit in the garage? But you love Steve. Hey, hey, hey. And you know what's crazy is that Mm. little son of his is a grown man now. I was thinking of, yeah. That's weird. It is totally weird. I would, by the way, I would not like uh, footage of you yelling, mm -hmm, wipe my butt. mm -hmm, I wouldn't like that. I would not like it. Oh, well, aren't you picky? Okay, uh, so what happens in this story, right? <laughs> they... <laughs> right, right. Steve Weeby, Steve Weeby uh, is a middle, he finally, finally got a job as a middle school teacher. Te- what? What's, <laughs> what's happening? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <gasps> oh, what's happening? A middle school teacher? <laughs> But really, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, Tig, it turned out that um, Steve Weeby was right because that particular game, mm-hmm. he did break the world record for Donkey Kong. Yes. And they were popping champagne and he was a big deal. Yeah. And then Billy, fancy pants, uh, said, nah Look at this tape. And then it got into this where Steve was like, why don't we just play against each other in person? Yeah. In person. Yeah. It's like, here's my tape. Here's my tape. Yeah. And they're like taking machines apart, looking to see if there's any. Oh, that was also weird. Yeah. The two guys that went over to Steve Weeby's house when Steve was at home and it was just his wife. Yeah. Oh, it was just her mom. And they were like, we we came to get the motherboard. 
whatever they called it. By the way, wait, they they went while her mother was there looking for the motherboard? Okay, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Did you notice that whenever they filmed in an arcade, there was always like an 80-year-old gray-haired woman playing (laughs) a video game? Did you notice that? I did not notice that. It was so hilarious. Were you thinking that's going to be me? Goals. Like I'm going to be, when, uh, when I'm 80, I'm going to circle back to this. Yeah. My roots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I did notice that there were no. Goals. <laughs> Do you there know my no... birthday is March 24th and I'll be the big five zero. so oh. maybe I'll start heading back into arcades. I like that that's, that's the year you start heading back. Well, you know. When I was younger, 50 seemed like that's the end of your life. Oh, my gosh. Like you should start wearing a mumu and an apron. 30-year-olds was like, whoa, whoa. Watch your back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, truly. I had a friend whose mother was 50 when all the other mothers were like 30 or 35. And I was just like, wow. Okay. And then, meanwhile, that's my life now. That's you. That is me. The other moms are like, wow. Yeah, what is... Look at my, the old my, lady in the momo. My friends, <laughs> my kids' friends are like, what's your grandfather doing here? <laughs> I, like, I like that you're the grandfather. <laughs> you're not even the grandmother. Oh, my God. Max and Finn, your grandpa's here. <laughs> oh, actually... When when Max one time had to go to the hospital, we went, uh, and Stephanie and I roll up with the stroller, uh, or Stephanie was parking the car. I had the stroller, and I had the both of them in a double stroller, and they said, um, are you the grandmother? And I said, no, I'm not, but thank you. Thank you very much. I'm actually their mother, but thank you. Uh Oh, my God. Uh, you're the grandmother? I've gotten oh. that a couple of times. <laughs> no, That's... no, I'm their oh. mother. <laughs> I am their mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's got to just make your day. <laughs> you're like, thank you. Well, it's it's a nice twist after always being called sir. Because mm. I'm called sir almost every day of my life. And so, so this is, to be called which would you rather a be grandmother? Called, would you rather be called, oh, the grandmother or, oh, the dad is here? I like that you ask if I like to be called, oh, the grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> do you like to be called, oh, the grandmother? Or do you like to be called, oh, the dad is here? Um, <laughs> well, I've never called their dad. I'm just usually when I'm in line to buy some gum or something somebody mm. behind the counter is usually asking is is that all sir and then I have to say mm. that's all <laughs> <laughs> um but uh that's all I don't know which I prefer they're both great <laughs> they're, they both make you feel really good uh I mainly am amused because I don't identify as male or anyone's grandmother. So, mm. so it's hilarious to you. Mm-hmm. 
I was on my way to Vegas with Dr. Becky Hines, my sister, who was only two years older than me. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were already having a ball. We are just having a good time in the airport. I think we were at the, you know, bar having a, a pre-game drink before you get to Vegas. Oh, boy. And this woman says, oh, a mother-daughter? <laughs> it was not a good way to start the weekend. My sister was like, what? <laughs> and why, no. why do the people have to ask that? I don't know. Why would you get involved in that? <laughs> you're, you're like, ah, yeah, mother, daughter. <laughs> um, no. No. My sister and I have a drinking problem. Yeah, so this is this is just a public service announcement. Don't just don't. Yeah, just don't. stay out don't, of it. Don't, stay out of it. It's none of your beeswax. And if you see me coming, don't say "Grandpa." <laughs> <laughs> or there's okay. Max and Finn's great grandmother. Oh God. Um, where are we? Okay, so listen, Steve wants Billy to play him live mm-hmm. to put this to rest once and for all. Head to head. Steve and his whole family go to Hollywood, Florida. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's where Billy lives. Florida. That's right. And these are your people. These are my people. And Steve is thinking, okay, this is really it. I mean, Billy, he just needs to drive five minutes to get here. I'm just realizing we do so many documentaries that take place in Florida. I know. I was thinking that. Good Lord. Because Florida's a little nuts. It almost feels like people in the country are like running, running, and they run down to Florida, and then they're they stuck. They fall into Florida. Yeah, they like, run along <laughs> Interstate 10, and then they <laughs> fall into Florida. And they're just like, ah, fuck it. Let's go to Florida. Yeah. They get me there. Uh-huh. And then it's just a bunch of crazies. Hoo-haws. So anyway, Steve... Steve is there. The whole gang is there. Mm-hmm. Oh, the referees there, and yeah. the other guy who is going to trumpetize somebody. Yeah, and they're all waiting for Billy to show up, mm-hmm. and Billy's not showing up. Yeah, Billy's not showing up. Nope. Now it's day three. Steve Weeby has nothing else to do. Nope. So he takes his kids and his family to the beach. That's right. Might as well. I was like, thank you. Jesus, that this guy is spending time with his family at the beach. Is this what it took? It's not. It took, it took, it took Billy not showing up for a Donkey Kong contest to get the kids out at the beach. I feel like you're being really hard on On Stevie Stevie Weeby. Can we call him Stevie Weeby? You can, because you're in love with him. But, you know, did you like seeing them at the beach? I loved it. Instead of like... Instead of, the, instead of them standing around a Donkey Kong machine watching their dad play Donkey Kong in his shirt and yeah. khaki pants. Yeah, no, I loved his shirt coming off, seeing him, seeing the waves crash <laughs> into did, his belly. It is awkward. <laughs> it's awkward here when you're watching a documentary. And then all of a sudden they're in, they're shirtless. It's like, okay, this is, we've. Okay, we've crossed over to a very familiar. Well, it feels like that other, didn't that also take place in Florida? The um, people that were trying to sell their million $100 million home? Yes, but were they in their bathing suits? Oh. 
in Queen oh, of Versailles when um when the guy wasn't his shirt off and he was on, on the, the treadmill. treadmill. And he was on the he was on the treadmill with his um like his topsiders. Yeah, had weird shoes. We should, That's true. We should make a point to try and do a documentary that does not take place in Florida. Because we did that Florida <laughs> old folks home. We did Tiger King. <laughs> it's just Florida. Oh my gosh, Florida, you're right. Florida. What is it about Florida? Well, like you said, people just fall into it, and then uh, they're trying to run out of the country, and they just alligator they grabs them. And then an alligator grabs them. Okay. So now we're wondering if Billy is ever going to show up. Right. But you and also Billy, kind of feel like he probably will. He probably will. He probably will. Because... I mean, that was the weird. Hold okay, on a this second. is spilling the beans. Oh, okay. Listen, this is this is spilling the beans. So if Spill it, if, girl. If you don't want to know what happens. <laughs> turn your vacuum turn cleaner off. off. Right now. <laughs> I but picture Billy... all of our listeners vacuuming. <laughs> Well, people do seem to be doing, mm-hmm. which makes sense. You're listening to a podcast, you're doing something. Mm-hmm. People say that, somebody said they can't even brush your teeth when they listen to this because they were gagging on the spit because they were laughing. Anyway, okay, so this is spilling the beans, but so Billy finally does show up. Oh my gosh, curveball. Curveball, the thing you're waiting for in if, a documentary. If you th- and if you think that's the curveball, wait till I tell you. What? That he doesn't even play Donkey Kong. I didn't understand why he... <laughs> I wish everyone could see Tig's face. <laughs> I wish everyone could see your face. <laughs> I didn't understand it. Why did he show up if he's not going to play Donkey Kong? <laughs> okay. It's like, hey. Don't tell like... people what my face is. Just let him wander. Oh, her face is like, what? no, uh-uh. oh. her, her face is like, Mm-mm. no, you didn't. It's like a, what, who do you think you are? It's like a head roll. A it's neck like roll. a hedgehog. <laughs> Old hedgehog face. <laughs> but the, wasn't that weird? Uh, yeah, of course. Didn't you, weren't you at that point? Oh, like, I expected uh, way more from Billy. I expected so much more from Billy. Oh, you're being sarcastic now. Correct. That's all you expected from him. I mean, I should have known. Again, I've seen this before, yeah. but it was, all, <laughs> it was all new to me. Um, okay, and then just to round it down, he never... Wait a minute. Wasn't what? the hands on a hard body in Florida, too? No, that was Texas. Oh, whatever. Close enough. Okay. How dare you? My people. Compare Texas to my people. <laughs> um, so because he never showed up, Billy continued to be the said winner of the Guinness World Record. Yes. From his videotape. Right. And you leave the documentary going, wow, okay. So he... Well, then there's a little... There's a little graph at the end because it's it's, um, through time and space. uh, Steve Wiebe does become the number one player. His his videotaped game and his live game. Right, but you're watching the documentary, and then they and then they start to end the documentary. Yeah, and you think, oh, it's over, and then it and they go. I don't even know what noises they make, but. 
but they <laughs> stop it. They stop the documentary and kind of go in yeah. reverse or whatever those noises are. And they say, actually, yeah. back up. Stevie yeah. Weeby is the winner. He got the highest score. Well, we recapped that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the King of Kong. Uh-huh. It's entertaining. Okay. Are you ready for um, Happily Ever After Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are you attracted to? Uh, <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't want to make out with anybody in this movie. Who would you want to be stuck in an elevator with? Mm. I don't want to get stuck with any of them. <laughs> well, you said Billy reminded you of a very good, but I'm not saying I was attracted to him. I'm saying I think he was jacking his style. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. With the suit and the hairdo and like, I can tell you about the way you Like you can imagine that's how he walks. Like, talk. <laughs> so you know that like goes on in his head when he's walking around, mm-hmm. I think. Who were you attracted to? Um, Stevie Weeby. Of course. You want to make out with Stevie Weeby. I don't want to make out with Stevie Weeby. I mean, he's a sweet guy. Yeah. If I had to spend the rest of my life with anybody in that documentary, mm. I don't know that I could spend my life with his the wife. The rest of your life? Well, I'm not going to marry him and then leave him after <laughs> I have a big wedding and everyone... I didn't know you had to marry him. Of course. I thought you just either had to make out with them or be, or be in an elevator with them. I don't know. I, I jumped straight <laughs> to spending my life with Stevie Weeby. But I'm not going to spend my life with his wife. She's a little too emotional, I think, for me. Of course she is. Do you see what she's been putting up with? Her husband spends all of his time in the garage and doesn't watch the kids. And she's working on a Saturday. Of course she's annoyed. She's a little too emotional for me, so I'm going to have to pass <laughs> on spending the rest of my life with her. The good thing about I'll, me I'll spend spending the rest, the, le- the rest of my life with Stevie Weeby is yeah. he'll be in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> she, That's true. She, Mrs. Weeby doesn't she understand doesn't how lucky like how, she is. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the garage! <laughs> hey, when did... um? When did man cave start becoming a phrase? Because I feel like at that point, mm. people were just, he was just in the garage. Now yeah, they did. everybody uses these kind of phrases that are very. That's like, it's okay to be in there all the time. Like it's man cute. cave, you know. Yeah, and she shed. Oh, she shed. Never heard of a she shed? No. What about a um, non-binary lean, lean to? Let's get that. Let's get that going. I'll be in my <laughs> non-binary <laughs> lean-to. <laughs> it's so catchy. Uh, shoot. Um, did you cry? No. <laughs> I honestly, when I was watching it, I thought, is Cheryl gonna cry because he? beat the world record because i feel like you get so emotional when people i do um when they kind of rise up yeah when they win yeah i think i was still mad at him about the poop 
Yeah. I was having, I was having a hard time letting it go. Yeah. Should we read some uh, true fan mail? Yeah. This is, a, the subject was, um, please stop mentioning your feet. As a fan. <laughs> as a fan I wrote this. This is me writing in. <laughs> as a fan of documentaries and comedy, I enjoy this podcast. The witty web. Re- oh, oh, my God. My gosh. Cheryl. I can't. Say ours today. I don't know what on earth is happening. The wit. Oh, because it's because there was a W before it. The witty. Right, but witty rep. You've never done this before, and in one episode, in one hour, you've done it. Witty (laughs) repertoire. Um, the witty repertoire. 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 Between Tig and Cheryl had me chuckling to myself while I make dinner. Then Cheryl starts talking about her bunions. <laughs> and I have to throw up. <laughs> Cheryl, just don't. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> oh. oh. Thank you for the five stars. And I agree. I nobody nobody should uh, listen, I beg to have the bunion stuff cut out. True or false. And I beg to have it kept in. True or false? <laughs> God, that made me hot. I'm like, oh, it feels like the flop sweat again. Okay. We love reading your messages, comments, and reviews. So keep letting us know what you think about the docs and leave us a review. And we might read your responses on the show. Yeah. But actually, it's very entertaining to go read the reviews. Yes. It's like if you have 10 minutes to spare, it is so fun to read what people write. It really It gets is. Me. It's really fun. It does get you. We have, we have funny we have funny friends. Yeah. Are do you consider them all friends? I do. Is that weird? No. Makes I mean, sense. I don't know them at all. I don't know. You would know, know one any. that walked up to you. Do you have uh friends and family that listen to this? I do. Of course, Dr. Becky Hines listens. And then my sister-in-law, Mary Hines, listens. Oh, okay. And Mary loves this podcast. <laughs> she does. She loves it. Well, hi, Mary Hines. Does she even like me in it? She loves you. I think you were the reason she listened to <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to listen to their sister-in-law or their sister. It's like, who gives a shit what right. Cheryl saying? I, I haven't asked and nobody has mentioned that they listen to this. <laughs> Actually, I think my friend Beth listens or said she's listened. I don't know if she continues to listen. Mm, but she tuned in at one point. And my friend Missy listens all the time. I play poker with her. She will take a picture of herself listening to the podcast while she's hiking. Okay. And I, it's, so, it's the cutest. Anyway. Well, hello, Missy. Hello, Missy. Hello, Missy. Hello, Mary. Hello, Dr. Becky Hines. And hello, mm-hmm. Beth, if you're still listening. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's, that's really, I like that we thank our listeners <laughs> one by one. <laughs> and Joe. What if we for, almost forgot about Joe? Are you still out and there? Joe. <laughs> that, oh it's, my a, God. it's a real small town feel. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Uh, okay. And as always, I have my other podcast, Don't Ask Tig, and mm-hmm. my uh, book, I'm Just a Person, and my TV show, mm-hmm. One Mississippi, okay. and my uh, okay. comedy well, special. Re- my comedy special on Netflix it's not re- called it's not a reach back. Happy to Be Here. Okay. And my HBO special, mm-hmm. Boyish Girl Interrupted. And okay. um, we got it. We got it. We got it. People can Google you, by the way. Oh, I did do an episode of um, Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> what is Lisa Vanderpump? I don't know. It's called Overserved. Okay. And and um, are you Joel McHale? Yeah. Are you drunk? Overserved. Yeah. Oh, you drink yeah. on it? Yes. You go to her house. So Joel McHale and I went to her house, and then we just drank a lot. Oh my gosh! My How God. do I watch this? It's going to be, uh, it's on E. And did you get completely trashed? I was pretty, mm-hmm. yeah, I was pretty, because that's a whole thing. They just want you to keep drinking. And then do they follow you home and watch and see how? No. Oh. <laughs> I think they follow you home. Yeah, like, do they film you while you drive no, home? Like, like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, where it's like, how was it? I've never seen those shows, but. Okay, well, you're so much better than the rest. Oh, that reminds me of Under a Rock with Tig Notaro. You can uh, see that online. Very, very funny. Uh, Our producer, Thomas Ouellette, also produced Mm -hmm. Under a Rock with Tig Notaro. Mm -hmm. Thomas used to be my Uh, assistant, and now he mm -hmm. is in a producer position on many projects. Mm -hmm. Worked his way up. Mm -hmm. He worked his way up. He paid his dues. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, Tig. All right, Cheryl. Please. Should we do it again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Tig Notaro, and Cheryl Hines. It's produced by Gabi Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really, really appreciate the reviews. You can email us at tigandcherylTrueStory at gmail.com. Next week, we're talking about The Jinx, episodes one through three. That was a HeadGum Podcast.